You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, and today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. We're going to have the same conversation we did last week, but still, we've got maybe a few different angles that we can take, so you're still going to want to hear us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. And when Nada puts that question out there for you guys to send us your questions, you guys deliver. Even if it's basically 45 or 30 minutes before we start recording, you guys come in with the photo finish questions, and they're good ones. They really are good ones. I'm excited for this episode and this journey that we are about to embark on for the mailbag episode this week's Lockdown uh, Hornets podcast. But first nada we've been doing this the last couple of weeks it's been a wednesday where we have to open up with the Michelob ultra player of the week we've got another conundrum yes because i mean we're just gonna have to keep giving it to the same guy locked on is partnered with Michelob ultra to create a custom segment across the nba titled the ultra player of the week each week, hosts will identify one player from their team that made the big play, got you on your feet, cheering for your team, ultimately sparking one of the three key emotions, joy, happiness, or enjoyment. And since Michelob Ultra evokes joy, because enjoyment isn't the end of the game, it's the whole game, I think it's safe to say that a couple of players have allowed you to feel that even in LaMelo's absence going four and one now with him off of the court. Uh, the emotions that you can feel this season all evoke the same things, right? Joy, happiness, enjoyment, yeah. Michelob Ultra. It only contains 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So let me ask you this. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Well, we're happy and we're winning even if LaMelo's out and nada. It's because Terry Rozier refuses to let this team lose in the clutch, I guess, except for the Phoenix game, but it's not like it was his fault. Terry Rozier was still good offensively in that one, scoring over 20 points. So here's our conundrum, Nada. You tried to give it to James Borrego last week, and even one of our loyal listeners and buddies, Charlotte Sports Despair, came to your defense saying, sure, James Borrego winning that game against the Spurs, he gets the player, quote unquote, of the week just to give it to somebody different. Yeah. Somebody other than Terry Rozier. And we can understand that. I didn't think it should go to JB. I was trying to keep it real and say Terry deserves it. But I understood the effort to try to switch it up because of voter fatigue. Here's the question I have for everyone. Do you want us to keep it real or do you want us to switch it up? Because if you want us to keep it real, the dude literally one NBA Eastern <laughs> Conference player of the week. He literally won the damn NBA award for what Nicola Bolter is giving out. And so it would be pretty ridiculous if on his team won, but anybody in else league, in the Eastern yeah. Conference can't get this award over Terry, then it's going to be tough for us to find another answer to give this guy this uh, hardware to other than Terry Rozier. I mean, what do we do here, Nada? We got to go Rozier, right? Yeah, like at this point, um I can't I can't figure out who else to give it to. 
I, I've got it. I've got one option. Okay. Like, look, <laughs> here I am with tons of hesitation. I've got my palms in the air the whole time. Say, look, I'm sorry. Like this is, I'm the emoji right now. Palms in the air. This is my best effort. I don't know. But the only other guy that I think you can make a case for is Devonte Graham because LaMelo ball goes down True. and you need the other members of the backcourt to step up. Now, Malik Monk, he would have had an opportunity had, had he played able, the last two uh, games. Had he yeah. been, uh, right. So Malik Monk could have tried to make this a close gap, but I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't play the last two games and Terry Rozier, he steps up. So Devonte Graham ever since LaMelo went out, right? Only three for six in the Spurs game, nine points, not a great performance from him by any stretch, but you know, at least decent field goal percentage, despite the low volume. And then against Houston, he goes for 21 against Miami. He goes for 16 against Phoenix. He goes for 30, even in the loss. And then against Washington last night, he goes for 17 and the three point percentage has been good for him since LaMelo went down. He's been playing a lot more minutes and offensively he's been pretty reliable where he's become kind of reliable over the last couple of months of the season at the three point line. Um, he has hit a hundred percent of his free throws since Lamelo went out. So that's nice to see had, he's gone. I mean, four times last night, five times against Phoenix. I guess my point is with the context of Lamelo going down and Devante needing to shoulder the load a little bit more, his minutes have had an uptick and he's actually shooting well from the field. That's the only guy that I could try to make a case that I could try my best to figure out who else to give it to outside of Terry. But I mean, not that we know who it is. If, if is Devonte a decent enough answer to at least have you think about it? Devonte might again, you have convinced me to give it to Devonte instead of Terry because I'm tired of giving <laughs> okay. it to Terry. You made my, again. Thank you for making this case. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. here to give it to Devonte because you know what? I am exhausted of giving it to Terry. Terry's get, gotten so many Michelobes at this point, he could have a six pack. So, yeah, he's so, so well, we, instead of giving him his flowers, we've given a Michelob Ultra, him so I just hope he's not drunk too. for the next game. Yeah. yeah, we give it to him for other episodes. I do not feel bad one iota for giving it to Devontae because you know what? When the NBA and the league zigs, we zag. So, you know what? Mm -hmm. We're okay. Being counterculture, being against the grain, we will give this to Devontae, even though everybody else in the league is giving Terry Rozier his flowers right now. It, it's funny that I hesitate. I don't even buy my own argument, and yet you bought the argument to give it to Devontae. But I hear Anything you. we got to find a way to make it Anything different. different yeah. Because, again, people are going <laughs> to – like, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, um, give it to Terry again. Like, they, they got to be just as tired of hearing us give it to Terry as much as we're tired of giving it to Terry. And it's not even a thing against Terry. It's just we want something <laughs> different. We've had vanilla ice cream for the last five or six weeks. We just want some chocolate chip cookie dough. That's all. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're giving this to Sadiq Bay all over again yes. when Terry deserves it. That's what's happening. But so be it. Uh, Devonte Graham, <laughs> according to Nada, gets the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, despite Terry Rozier winning NBA Eastern Conference Player of the Week. We've got a couple more segments to get to. It's the mailbag episode, and we've got some good ones thanks to you guys who threw your questions at us really at the last minute. But there were a lot of you that did that, and I really like these questions. Can't wait to get to them. We'll get to them on the other side of the break. It's the Lockdown Hornets Podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. 
You're you have welcome. gone to that in an after-school special show, <laughs> and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. Yes. I, you have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because clerk, here's the thing, though. Clerks, clerks 1 and Clerks 2 tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and, for the most part, about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today pod wherever you get your podcast. And also, we need to lead off the second segment with another Built Bar Madness matchup. We got the winner of yesterday's matchup, Cookies and Cream and Cookie Dough Chunk, battling it out. It was a tough one, probably the best bout of Built Bar Madness history, considering it's only happened one year. But Cookie Dough Chunk moves on, and they find a way to survive in advance against Cookies and Cream. Cookie Dough Chunk is in the championship game. As Built Bar references it, the championship. Nice. (laughs) Now you go to the other side of the bracket, and it's mint brownie, and it's coconut brownie chunk. I mean, we know who Cookie... We ain't ain't even going to have a discussion. We ain't even got to have a discussion. All right. You know what it is. Look, again, this is Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier continues to win this damn award just like Coconut Brownie Chunk. These two things are one in the same. Uh, Built Bar, it's great. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. It's amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and it looks like Cookie Dough Chunk and Coconut Brownie Chunk are going to be in the finals. Remember to use that promo code, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting bar. We'll transition kind of with another Terry Rogier topic because Julian Council, new host of Locked On Panthers, oh, make sure you go check guy. him out. He's putting out, uh, <laughs> he's putting out an episode every day. What do you mean, this guy? You're talking to me. No, You're no, talking no, about no, no, Julian. Julian. Like this guy, yeah. this guy again, Mister Mister New Locked On host, Locked On Panthers host is talking about my goal in life is to dominate Nada in everything. And you know what? Is that again? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to say he wants to steal our listeners, which I don't appreciate at all. Which also, at the same time, you want to make me happy. You don't listen to his podcast, so make me as miserable as possible. Just, just make me as miserable as possible. Go listen to his podcast and make. Is this town not big enough for the two of us? The locked on QC town? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Okay. Well, I, I'm trying to share the wealth. I feel like we can both share the same listeners because of the NFL and NBA angles. But if you feel some type of way towards Julian stealing us, uh, I hear you stealing some of the listeners, but you guys still need to go check out Julian Council's podcast, always talking about good topics with the Carolina Panthers. And he also, we've had him on uh, the Lockdown Hornets podcast. He knows a lot about the Charlotte Hornets as well. He asked this question, Nada, should the Hornets give Terry the max today or tomorrow? And uh, I guess a lot of people would come to that defense and say, you should have given it to him already. We've already should have extended him to the max amount of money possible. It's a question we've talked about a lot more as Terry Rozier continues to be crazy impressive. I mean, it is getting ridiculous at this point. Like I've used that word a couple of times, but he just always shows up. Yes. 
Okay. And, and it's getting harder and harder for me to defend not paying him <laughs> what it would take, what it would take to keep him here. And I get that in my core. I feel like running an NBA team, I don't want to still give him what I think it would take, right? Like what I think the, the, the max offer he's going to get out there with another team, which, you know, we're 25 million is the number that keeps coming to mind. And I know that you have your misgivings about that just because you think that the pandemic has affected the NBA enough yeah. to where these teams aren't going to be handing out that kind of money. And maybe that's true, but Terry Rozier, if 25 million, it still feels like a yes, lot. Like that seems like second best player type of money and Charlotte Hornets, they're in the fourth seed right now. So, okay. It still feels a little like a faux fourth seed and I'm enjoying the ride, man. This is awesome, but you can't tell me that you expect the Hornets to win a first round series this year. Yeah. And if that's the goal, do you want to pay Terry Rozier 25 million? Like that's, that's the hesitation that I have here, Nada. but I will not deny that it is getting harder for me to defend that because the guy just doesn't stop showing up in the most clutch of situations. It's absolutely bonkers right now what he's doing. And I admit, like I admit that my case is getting weaker by the game that he Let plays. me put it this way. Terry Rozier is having a contract year in a non-contract year. Like we would expect this if he was about to get paid like this at the end of this season. Right now, he's at the point where he's still got one more season and he may be even better next year. That's the really crazy part to this entire thing. This is what Jamal Murray did. What Terry Rozier did is doing right now is what Jamal Murray did in the playoffs in the bubble last season. This is what we're seeing right now. And this is what happens when you want to build a, a, a team. The problem is I, I'm kind of walking like Walker as much as I want to like just laugh and point my finger. I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm rocking him back and forth thinking about a max contract for Terry Rozier. What, what, what do you what do you you're saying that he's going to get paid and you don't want to or you think you might actually dish out all the money? Oh, take the I'm not sure I'm dishing out the money. I'm more that, I'm, I'm more right. uneasy about this entire right. thing. Like I really I oh boy, uh, I, I can't even. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. tough. Look, and 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 you have to believe that two point percentage, Terry is going to continue something along the lines of this, even if he dips a little in that, but he doesn't go back to the 43% mark, which was before this year, his career best. And it was last year with the Charlotte Hornets, but also Terry is young enough to where he still could have his best basketball in front of him. It still is somebody that is becoming more comfortable within this role that is relatively new going back to really what, like early on in the season last year. And now we're talking about two seasons that aren't even full regular NBA seasons because of the pandemic has shortened both of these two years. So you could argue a couple of those things defensively is not going to help. He doesn't have a lot of size, but my God, he doesn't miss in the clutch. It's, it's bananas. And so Terry Rozier is certainly making the best case for himself possible. He is showing that he can play alongside a LaMelo ball extremely well because of his ability to catch and shoot. So if, if you're going to dish all of the money that it would take to keep him, in my opinion, right? And I, I, I continue to go like mid 20 millions, right? Something like that. 
if you do that, I guess I won't think it's like the worst contract in the world, but I am going to be highly skeptical of what is a career year, two point percentage wise. He's given you sample sizes with the three point percentage shooting now. So I, I do feel good that that can continue, especially even with Boston. He wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, so I, I can believe that. It's just, I also wonder about the bubble effect that this year has had on every player. Mm -hmm. Shooting percentages are up for a lot of the three-point shooters anyway. And, it, you know, I think a lot of that was no fans. You know, I, you're, you're playing in the same arena back-to-back -back a couple of different times. So, you know, I just wonder how much that's affected everything too. But, the, I mean, yeah, I get, I, I, I get it. He's I been insane. It. Like, He's been again, insane. that's the thing, Walker. I get it. I, I'm kind of uneasy about the whole thing. I am like if we're talking because I'm with you. If it's going to be anywhere from the 25 to 30 million range, okay, pay him. But if we start getting into the 30, 31, 35, yo, I'm looking for that sign and trade exit window. Uh, and well, and, and even you going, yeah, the, the 25 to 30. I mean, that's still, I'm still hesitating there. I'm still a little scared of that. All right, let's move on. We got a couple of other questions to get to, so we don't go way too long here today. There's another interesting topic that is kind of developing right now. The Charlotte Hornets with that win against the Wizards last night. They continue to take care of the teams they're supposed to, which is such an underrated part of this season. The, the old Charlotte Hornets, and by old, I mean last year and in recent years past, what they would do is they would play up to the competition of some of the better teams in the NBA and maybe even squeak out a win. And what they would do is play the worst teams in the NBA and find a way to lose. This is the same team that would lose the most winnable games with stats and second night of back to backs playing in their home court, facing the other team. That's the Dallas Mavericks game like a year and a half ago or something like that, that they lost that I can remember that they would lose those games, but they don't do that anymore. I continue to say the last time they did something like that was a loss to the Orlando Magic, and that was a while back now. I mean, it, that's a long time ago. Every other team that they're favored against on paper, they're winning usually, and they're beating all of the teams that are under 500. So they're taking care of business like that. They hold the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference standings right now. We got a couple of questions in from Jonathan Floyd, and Alan Strickland asked something along the same yeah. lines. If the Hornets secured home court advantage in the playoffs, do you consider bringing Melo back? All right, so a couple of parts to yeah. this. One, do you think that home court advantage is even somewhat realistic in the most optimistic of views about this team? And two, just to play the hypothetical game saying they do get that, would you consider it worthy to bring LaMelo back in that instance? Not allow you to answer first. I, for right now, I have to believe that the Hornets have a really good shot at getting home, home court advantage. And at least in the first round, I do not trust. You're saying you think it's I, possible. I think, you think it's, I think realistic. it's very realistic. The only team that you worry about is Miami. Cause I think Miami once healthy has a, has collectively has more talent than the Charlotte Hornets do. Outside of that, I feel like at the worst, this team is a five seed right now, Consider all things considered. I do wonder, though, that and, and, and like that's the only that's the, that's the hardest part for me to think about this is do I think they're a top four seed? Kind of. The other thing, the other part about this is that I do not believe for a second LaMelo has a shot to come back. Because there are certain things that we, I think we've seen that we've kind of seen that kind of indicate to to this that they're not. I think they would have. 
I think they would have made it more of a push for one of those backup big men if they thought a if if they honestly thought Lamelo was going to be back. I think they would have pushed for Gorgie Jang, or I think they would have pushed a lot harder for Andre Drummond. Um, so that there's that part to this. There's also the part where I do not think that just it. Go, I just keep coming back to this point about. There being it being a load bearing bone on his hand, and I don't think you mess with that, especially when it comes to touch, feel, and his ability to basically his ability to pass and his just otherworldly ability. He's going to be muted in that coming back, and I don't think that's something you fool with in a playoff scenario. Also, I do remember. From like like I keep saying, there were a lot more Grant Hills than there are Gary Harris's. Finally, at this point, I just like I just don't think it's worth it. I and more most importantly, I've been told by someone that knows that would know that he's done. Like there's no chance he's coming back this year. They're leaving it open. And I feel fair, like I said, I feel fairly confident he's not coming back this year. So do I, do you play him? I, I just don't think it's worth it this year. I think the focus is on next year for LaMelo ball period. Yeah. I, I think you, you don't rush him. I think the word rush means the fact that, all right, he's kind of iffy, but man, we're in the first round of the playoffs. All right, screw it. Let's just throw him out there. You certainly don't do that, but maybe you would allow him to play if he is cleared by everyone and he does feel good and you do get to that scenario, then okay, play him. You're going for a playoff series. You get to a top four seed. You're in a potential series that you could possibly win and go to the second round. If he's cleared, then I think you have to take advantage of that. If if all of the medical people say he's good to go, then okay. There is something to be said, even if the medical people say he's good to go, just like two games left in the season, right? And you're basically trying to fight for a six seed or something like that. I, I could see them saying, you know what? I, I just don't want to risk this. There's less risk involved by just holding him out. I think that's what the Charlotte Hornets should do. But if he's cleared and you do have a chance to get that fourth seed or eventually win a, a first round playoff series, then yeah, maybe that could happen. I'm with you. I don't think the likelihood of that um, is very big of him actually coming back from this wrist injury. Do I think that the Charlotte Hornets could actually get a top four seed? I'm still really skeptical of that. I think that they're a better team than the Knicks. I think that the Celtics, even with all of the problems that they have, they're still only a game and a half behind the Hornets. I still think that the Celtics just have more talent at the top than what the Hornets have. Like it's hard for me to believe that the Hornets are a better team than the Celtics still, even with Boston massively underperforming expectations. I think the Hornets though, I think I would put them as that six seed nada. I think that Charlotte actually does just outright make the playoffs and even dodge the play in tournament altogether. This road trip They've survived a couple of the other ones. That's all we've asked them to do. You could not ask them to do any more than what they did in the two previous road trips. If they can do that again, and they start off with a win against Wizards, and they should have. Given who they were playing, they absolutely should have won that game last night, and they did, even if it got close a little bit in the fourth quarter. They've got Indiana. They've got Oklahoma City um, on this road trip. That means you could go three and three here too with losses against Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and even Boston or in Indiana. If you want to change any of those, you go three and three here, 
Yeah, this is this is another survived road trip that yes. is potentially happening for them. I think that they're just going to make the playoffs outright, and it'll be interesting to see just how high up they get. We'll take uh, one more break. We got some fun questions to get to in the last segment of the Locked On Hornets podcast coming up right uh, coming up at, right after the break. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless. Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. BetOnline AG is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're all in full swing. You can bet online uh, because they even cover the awards, the TV shows, reality TV, and they've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Also, make sure you're checking out all the other shows on our Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On NBA Draft. You can get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Let's get to some of the other questions we did not get to in the second segment because we went long on the lamello ball uh question from uh on twitter uh do you want to go nick denning yeah, let's here not a let's all right all right our buddy nick denning at inner zeller he writes in this who is a past hornets bobcats player you wish was a part of this team somebody that would have fit so well with this group and it could be a star or a role player so no limitations you can pick anybody that has ever played in the city of charlotte not a who would you go with ironically um i thought about again i said it was only one guy like I was gonna say Gerald Wallace, but I think the you know what I who I really think the answer is? It's Mecca Okafor. This team Oh man, you can't go a Mecca over some of these yes, other I guys, can. right? Again. Why would you go with him over Zoe? It can be a star. See the thing is Zoe's too easy. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the best answer. Fair. It's the easy. You can't go a Mecca over Zoe. I, I just I, did. I, like I just did. People, people can yell at me <laughs> on Twitter later. I'll just mute them. And I would. I do, I'm not even saying it doesn't fit well, but I mean, you got to go like an Alonzo. And even with the log jam that you have with the four and the three type guys, Miles Bridges and PJ Washington, not necessarily log jam, but you would even have to go LJ, even if he's not the guy that fills an immediate immediate need for you. I. I like Emeka, and I feel you on that. If we had the limitations of the stars, then Emeka would make some sense. But Zoe was the easy answer. You are right about yeah. that. I also, I mean, Gerald Wallace would be awesome. Like, I, I you would you would bring in somebody that defends all across every position, and you would have somebody that does all of the dirty work, but can also score. He can slash. He can finish at the rim. You are talking about at least a one-time all-star with this team. Would love to have Gerald Wallace on this roster. Again, Alonzo would make sense. We've talked about this before, like a Tyson Chandler and a P.J. Brown. If we had the star limitations, those guys wouldn't make sense, too. Um, but if I had to, if I had to lock in 
one answer or two. Give me Gerald Wallace. Give me Alonzo Mourning. I think those would be the stars. Uh, the you know, you're, you know, you're kind of right. I understand. Uh, like I said, I get it. <laughs> I, I totally understand. But but uh-huh. but Mecca Okafor is my guy. Okay, uh, fair enough. You like Mecca Okafor. Um, all right, we've got some other questions to get to here in the third segment. Uh, Corey Overholt, he writes in, who was the biggest bust player you thought for sure was going to be a great pro or possible superstar? Um, and it just never panned out. Is there a guy that comes immediately to mind? Tyrus Thomas. You, you thought he was going to be a and stud? I was so happy that he came here. I was so happy. Yeah. And then the most famous thing he's famous, the most, the biggest thing he's famous for is just getting shoved in a locker by Paul Silas, by old pop <laughs> Paul Silas. This isn't even 2000s. Yeah. This is 2012 Paul Silas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, my, I don't know if there's this huge draft miss. I think a lot of people, uh, it, it could have been Malik Monk. You know, I just believed in that guy so much, even when he wasn't putting up big stats, but it, Malik is, is playing better. He's not necessarily a bust. I'll tell you, I really like the Noah Vonley pick for the Hornets. Yeah. I, yeah. When, when that happened, I, I thought that was awesome. I just thought, here's a guy that can stretch the, the defense a little bit. And he was also known for his high motor. And that's something that I kind of worry about with guys that are drafted in the first round. If you're talented, but you don't have the motor, then I get a little scared. But he was a guy that was tabbed as, yeah, he's he's constantly working his ass off and he's constantly playing at 100 percent on the court. And he just just I mean, Noah just didn't understand a whole lot of stuff on the court. And and apparently, like you would hear things behind the scenes like, yeah, man, he just he just couldn't get right on the court. And he's made a a career going from one team to another and has found somewhat of a role every now and then. But I thought Noah Vonley was going to be really good for this team. And uh, man, that just never happened. So if we're just going Hornet centric with that question, I I really thought um, Noah Vonley was going to be a good pick for this team. All right, Nada, some other questions. Uh, (laughs) The Grinox sent in a good question. We might have to answer this one next yeah we're episode, probably gonna have to answer this next one next up we have he has he has a couple it, that are really really good that we were gonna have to say he yeah. always brings in yeah he always brings in some good ones a thanos snap happens tomorrow somehow exactly eight nba teams come out unscathed and all others cease to be these eight will be the entire league for the next 10 years what eight teams are you keeping and why that's like an essay it question is. it's a good one uh, but it's an essay question, so we might <laughs> we can try to brainstorm uh, a little I, I, bit. Maybe like, next let, question, let but let it's just funny. It. Uh, let's see. Go ahead. Lakers, Hornets, Knicks, um, Bulls. Who boy, this is a tough one. Um, the Rockets, and then I might go Boston, and let's get the Clippers because two LA teams is always good. Those two. Well, so here's for for me, I think what happens is if, if the NBA teams, if the N- other NBA teams cease to be, it doesn't mean that the players cease to be right. So it means that all these other players are going to be going to these other franchises. And so for me, what do I want to see? I want to see the cool duds. Give me the best jerseys in the game. And if we go back to some of the 90s jerseys, then I want to see Toronto bring out the Raptor again. Mm-hmm. I want to see Memphis go back to the Vancouver days and bring out the Grizzlies. A- at that point, a lot of this decision for me 
is being made on how much I like your jerseys. And I do want the historic teams. I'll take a Boston and the Lakers. Even if we love to hate them, those teams are important for these leagues. We love to hate the Patriots. They were good for the NFL. We love to hate the Celtics or the Lakers. We, they're good for the NBA and by, and the Hornets, they get all their good players from the Celtics. So we need to have yes, that we team. Do. We need to have them be our farm system. Um, <laughs> so those are a couple of the other teams that we need to bring in. I like pop and he's not going anywhere. So I guess I'll take the Spurs. Uh, those are a couple of the teams that come to mind. I think eight is too much. All right. Finally, last question that we can get to. Uh, Senor Fantastico, we appreciate all of you frequent contributor uh, contributors. He says, "What is the most clutch T Row Club let out moment back in the day?" Now, it's the Terry Rozier last second shot sink. You win the game, or at least you give them a chance to win the game. You give yourself a chance to win the game. Nada, do you have a T Row Club moment back <sighs> in the day of a Nada's partying? Uh, Let, let's see. It wasn't a clutch like I pulled pulled uh, a beautiful young woman or anything else like that. It was clutch that I left when I did. So I'm, again, this is a young 18, 19-year-old, not a... Do you have a knuck-if-you-buck moment Oh, right yeah, now? that's what I'm saying. Again, we're going we gonna to have the... Like, this, the lesson I'm about to tell you, kids, is if you were in anywhere in the South in about 2000, from about 2001 to about 2005, and you heard a Little John song, and the minute you heard that beat, <laughs> if you did not leave... You were probably needed to get out of the club because the club would let out whether it was whether you liked it or not. So, yeah, how I would put this is I heard the opening, I heard the opening little John yell of put put your hood up. <laughs> and again, if you've heard the song, you know, I hear, hey, no lie, Walker. I saw again, I saw myself. I saw the exit. Mm -hmm. I saw the, you know, this young girl that I had just asked to dance. And we, I was like, let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Yeah. So did you have a squad with you that also recognized it themselves or that you had to tell, hey, this is not it right now. We need to leave right now. That is our card. That is our we, calling we all, card. No, there, there was a rule. There was a rule at the time. There was a, if we hear little John, we ain't staying. We, we are not. Mm -hmm. We are not staying. Needless to say, once we got out, the once we got, no lie, about five seconds, we hear the unmistakable sound of gunfire. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've never had that moment. I've never had that moment where, you know, I probably was partying too much to even leave. I, I, I'm too ignorant to leave after the little John. Like, I know what it is. And yeah, I was like, well. Well, that's not going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. Anytime a knuck, if you buck has come on in the club, um, but I need to be better about that. Yes. And luckily those yes. days are behind me. I might've come out unscathed in that regard. So I don't have a T row moment like that. And I ain't saying nothing else. That's it. I ain't got no answer for you. One, two, three, four. Feel. I got a feel. That's all I'm going. Let's that's go. it. I got no other answers or stories for y'all. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornet. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com and vote on Built Bar Madness. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.